The 0-2, and Bregman hits it high in the air and pretty deep to left field. Wendell is going back at the wall. He's looking up, and that ball is gone. Alex Bregman continues to swing a hot bat, a two-run home run for the second straight day, and he is now homered in five of the Astros' last six games. It's 5-2 Rays. Ten extra base hits in the last six for Bregman, and you said it, everything he hits on the barrel and deep doing a lot of damage. This is another Astros podcast. Now the 2-1, and that's grounded into the shift, fielded by the third baseman Duffy to the right of second. He throws out Marwin, and that is the ball game. The Tampa Bay Rays take their second in a row from the Astros. They've taken two of the first three in this series as they defeat the Astros today by a final score of 5-2. Welcome back. Robert Ford and Steve Sparks joined by Astros President of Baseball Operations and General Manager Jeff Luno, as we are every Sunday. And uh, Carlos Correa, Jeff, dealing with uh, some lower back soreness, put on the disabled list Friday. I know the hope is that he misses the the minimal amount of time, but obviously whenever you don't have that guy in in your lineup, it's it's pretty noticeable. It is, and we were fortunate the first time he was out. We managed to win most of the games, but you know you can sort of see the effect of him not being in there now this weekend because we're having trouble scoring runs in Tampa and I think his bat would make a difference. But clearly we want Carlos to be healthy. He's a terrific two-way player. He's having a good year, and and we expect him to have a big finish. So uh, we're not going to take any chances, but we do hope he'll be back for the White Sox series next weekend. Jeff, you guys have candidates to play shortstop. Marvin Gonzalez has been playing there in his absence, but Alex Bregman's in there today at shortstop. What a month of June. You guys go 19-8 and in June. And between Bregman and Gaddis, I mean, my gosh, those two guys lit it up. It was a great month, and I, I love the fact that we have guys that can play shortstop when Carlos is out. But you got you got to really tip your cap to what Evan Gaddis did the last month, what uh, Alex Bregman did, because without those two guys carrying our offense, you know, the nice thing about our team is you can have a guy slump like George has been slumping, mm-hmm. and it really doesn't uh, matter too much because the rest of the guys pick him up. So we're hoping that that continues throughout the year. Uh, but, but, boy, what I mean, I don't know who I would vote for in terms of player of the month between right. those two guys, and I hope they both get consideration. And you say that as I look at my player of the month ballot as we speak for, for June and certainly some, some good candidates on the Astros. And uh, one guy who's also uh, been out is Joe Smith dealing with that, that elbow injury. He's been out since the seventh, the day he went on the DL. But he pitched in the minor league rehab game for Corpus Christi in Arkansas on Friday. Uh, he's slated to, to pitch today. If all goes well, could, could we see him in Arlington for the next leg of this road trip? Yes, that's the plan. He pitched an inning on, on Friday, looked good, felt good afterwards, which is the most important thing, and he'll pitch again tonight. Uh, we think he's going to be ready, and uh, barring any setbacks, and ready to join the team in Arlington, and, and we need him. And uh, A fresh, rested, uh, good Joe Smith is going to be a big part of our second half. Hey, CNL Perez got called up for a couple of days, uh, Jeff. Didn't get in the ball game with Guriel coming off paternity list cnl goes back to the minor leagues why do you guys want to get him in the big leagues at this time well cnl has tremendous talent and even though we only uh weren't able to get him into a game we got him warming up a little bit i think sometimes just that first exposure to the big leagues to see be around those guys and and get a sense for what it's all about spring training is a little different when it's the middle of the season you know really is eye-opening and we feel cnl has a chance to be a part of this team later this year and certainly next year so if we decide that, that we need another lefty in the bullpen, you know, he's going to be a, a candidate to come up later in the year, maybe September, and, and who knows what happens after that. 
And it's always good to get those guys that that taste in the big leagues. Obviously, you you want it. You want them to get into the game. Perez didn't get to do that this time, but I mean that certainly can can go a long way as far as the rest of the season goes for him. Yeah, it can. And we only had uh, you know eight innings both times, so that extra inning might have uh, cost him his opportunity. But um, you know he'll get a chance. He's got a great arm, and I think you know this was an opportunity for him to to get a taste of it. Jeff, a couple of weeks away from the All Star game, who do you think are worthy candidates on this Astros team to be in that game? Well, I think the two players that I mean, I think Altuve is going to make it. Uh-huh. I, I, I really um, you know hope that a lot of our players get consideration. Correa should hopefully get consideration. I think that you know Bregman Bregman really needs to be on this All Star team given what he's done. Mm-hmm. And I also think Colin McHugh needs to be on this all-star team. He's put up amazing numbers out of the bullpen, a new role for him. And I really hope it's hard to get middle relievers in there, but I really hope that he gets recognition. But you could talk about a lot of guys on our team, you know, Springer uh, and, and Yuli that also deserve some consideration. So hopefully we'll have three or four, maybe more guys out there. Got to talk about Randy Caesar. He just had his 42-game hit streak end with Corpus Christi, setting a, a new Texas League record. I mean, I don't care what league you're in, a 42-game hit streak. I mean, that's that's pretty impressive. It is impressive, and it couldn't happen to a, a better guy. You know, Randy's had a chance to come to play in some spring training games. He's a third baseman that, you know, you never know. A guy like that, he's never been considered a top prospect. But when, when someone just goes out there and performs at the minor league level and continues to perform, you know, you have to wonder if he's got a chance at the big league. So I'm, I'm happy for him. Uh, you know, the record he broke was, I think, the brother of our Spanish uh, broadcaster. Yeah, that's right. Sort of kept it in the family. But you're right. I mean, 42, that's, uh, it's impossible to think about doing that. And I'm glad. It was really fun to watch him do it. Hey, Jeff, what are the reports you're hearing about Forrest Whitley, who's just gotten underway, pitched about four or five games with Corpus Christi? What are the reports outside of the numbers? I think, you know, the reality is he's just getting going right now in competition. So, you know, he pitched last night and he gave up a bunch of runs in the first inning, but then he settled down and his curveball started working. And so he ended the outing on a positive note. He's still striking guys out. He's getting a lot of swing and misses. So I think it's just a matter, you know, we really have to think about him being in in mid to late April right now. That would be the equivalent context. So um, he just needs to get some innings under his belt, get comfortable out there, and I'm sure – you know, the stuff hasn't changed. It's still elite stuff that we think is going to play at the big league level. And he certainly is, uh, his attitude is terrific. He's chomping at the bit to, uh, to help out in whatever way he can. You know, speaking of guys getting going, I want to ask you about Dean Dietz. He got reinstated Tuesday after the drug suspension to start the year. And he was a guy who was on the 40-man roster and uh, wasn't able to participate in, in big league camp, obviously, with the with the suspension. What's the plan for him moving forward this year? Well, he can't, you know, can't help us in postseason because of the suspension, but we're going to uh, certainly give him a lot of innings this year. Uh, as many as we can, and, and he may even be a guy that we could send to winter ball somewhere. Um, but he's got a big arm. There's a reason we put him on the roster. So we want to challenge him this year and put him in a position where he can come to camp next year and try and make the team. So, um, you know, those big arms, we got to keep them, as many of them around as possible because you never know which ones are going to blossom into big leaguers. And, Jeff, uh, I hear you talk about in the winter or the offseason for the Astros a lot of times talking about your offseason started at the trade deadline. And with the anticipation of maybe losing a player or two, or youth thinking in those terms coming into the trade deadline of maybe angling yourself to maybe replenish some areas in, in those areas? 
Well, last year, you know, we got uh, Verlander, and obviously that not only helped us for last year, but also helped us for this year and next. So, uh-huh. you know, whenever we're making moves, we're very cognizant of what the impact is on our team going forward. You know, we do have Charlie Morton and Dallas Keiko who are going to be reaching free agency unless yeah. we try to do something sooner, uh, and Evan Gaddis and Marvin Gonzalez and others. But, you know, between our system and the players that are likely to be out there in free agency or the chance to re-sign those guys, uh, we're not going to you know, do anything impulsive here. I think the most important thing is recognizing what our team's strengths and weaknesses are uh, come the end of July. And if we feel like there's something we need to do to help our chances in the playoffs, that's, that's going to be the, the key priority for us at the trade deadline. Hey, since the Astros taken on the Tampa Bay Rays, I want to ask you about what the Rays have been doing with their pitching with this opener that they've been using. We've seen Ryan Stanek start two games in this series and hasn't gone even two innings in, in either appearance. Do you think this is the sort of thing that we could see more teams doing, or do you think maybe the Rays are a little bit of an outlier at this point? Well, the Rays have always been an innovative team, and I give them a lot of credit for that and I will tell you that since they started doing this they've been very productive their pitching staff's been very productive right I don't think it's for everybody especially for a team like us that has really five plus uh, starters that really um, you know or can go out there and give us six plus innings every day but um, it's it's a very creative uh, way to manage the roster that they have and to make sure that their best pitchers are getting quality innings against the tough parts of the lineup of the other team. So I got to give them a lot of credit and they've opened some eyes and, you know, the first one to do it is always the one that uh, draws a lot of the criticism, but I think um, they're they're They may be onto something. We might see more of this down the road. All right. Jeff Luno, Astros president of baseball operations and general manager. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me on guys. The Houston Astros radio network. That ball is gone. Steve Sparks, Robert Ford. And you can kiss it goodbye. This is the Houston Astros Radio Network.